Two Locks and a Cox. From Dylan's Radio X. With Excommunicate, media and presentation training and team building. Develop your personal brand and learn how to promote your organisation effectively in the media with a one-day course at Radio X's studios in Exeter. Or we can come to you. We'll help you build your profile, tackle a crisis and perform to your potential. Media and presentation training and team building from Excommunicate. Welcome to episode 18 of Two Locks and a Cox with myself, Chris Bentley, Dame Doris of Devon, Sarah Cox, MBE, and the snacksident that's waiting to happen over Christmas, Ian Dunstan. Today we're joined with our very special guest, American international superstar and the hottest woman in this studio, Gabby Cantona. And we're going to be talking on the field, Exeter Chiefs lose at Bath, Coxie being the best ref in the galaxy, Plymouth Albion edged in a thriller, a little bit about local, off the field. We're really going to delve into Gabby Cantona, understand her rugby journey, see what's going on with the Chiefs women, how the season's going to pan out. We want to have a quick look at the Saracens versus Quinns post-match headbutt drama. And then in the bin, the fact that everyone that's a top-level rugby player or referee is stopping playing. Two locks and a cox. Radio X. First and foremost, can we just have a round of applause for our international superstar guest, Gabby Cantona? Woo! Welcome, Gabby. Thank you for coming along. Yeah, thank you for having me. I've heard you've listened to every episode three times on repeat. Religiously. Uh, yeah. Three is an understatement. Yeah, fantastic. And Not. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're, we're going to get into that. But first, I think we just want to do a quick roundup on um, Exeter Chiefs at Bath. Um, who saw the game? Anyone see the game? Yeah, I watched it, yeah. Um, what do you think? Um... <sighs> It's difficult, isn't it? It's difficult to try and. Uh, Cl- just, should we do Clutch. a rub? Should we do a rub Baxter? No, it was a clutch decision. Chiefs were in the game; they were hanging on in there. Clutch decision. Stewie Townsend in the bin, and then Bath scored three tries. Game over. Yeah, pretty there much. You go. Referees decide more games than players. That's rude. That's rude. <laughs> we don't. Why did he get put in the bin? Oh, I missed. I think that. I think it was um, group penalties. We had thirteen pens in the first half, so it daft. It was ridiculous. Oh, the penalty, the Chiefs, penalty Chiefs, camp was really high. Chiefs, Chiefs were hanging on, um, and then they scored one out of a try. Joe Hawkins took it to the line and did this really cheeky offload to Slady. I heard they got that from you, Gabs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just like take it to the line, subdiffuse, little 13 coming on the unders line, and they just didn't know what to do. Uh, so like, a, is, like a DSP. I think Slady... <laughs> <laughs> I think Slady... I remember I think, DSP when gee, I played, and that's at least 15 oh, years it's great. ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, no I teach way. you these things in rugby, like the um, uh, Ian <laughs> <Yeah>. Beale... <laughs> Oh, yeah, the Ian Beal. What front, was that again? Front Peel. Front Peel, that was it. <laughs> so, but yeah, it was great. Though The Bath game was good in some ways, but terrible in others. And like you say, once they'd they'd had those scores against them, their heads just dropped a little bit. And Chiefs women, you got you got to sail and then it was called off, wasn't it? Yeah, we, we did the whole stay overnight, get ready in the morning, watch the hype video, go to the go to the grounds, do the pitch walk, and as we're walking on the pitch, you just... You're just walking on top of a layer of ice. It was terrible. It was. Oh no! I've yeah, had, it was frozen solid. How, Broke like, your ankle. how did you de- how did you deal with that though? Because well, I've been through games where you do the whole prep and you're like ready and you're stoked and you just want to go and kill someone and then like, that's it. Games off. Yeah, there was definitely varying degrees of dealing with it. We did a Susie led a dance circle um, to try to expel some energy. We played like an hour's <laughs> worth of tag before we got back on the bus. Yeah. Um, the bar was open, so all of those things helped a little bit. But yeah, yeah it was a, it was a definitely a weird day. Yeah. That is a long way to go. To yep. then stand on the pitch and an hour before kickoff be like, oh, well, the game's and off it was, then. And it was, it was a definite this game ain't getting played. Yeah, no, it definitely not getting played. And we have to go back, I think, now. So 
we'll just have to do the day all over again, which is... Oh, God, you've got to go back on one of the, the like, bye weekends of you. Yeah. Oh, God, it's... Oh, Good job it was a nice close game, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, yeah, not six hours up the road, yeah. And that, that, that's also going to be a challenge, because something I want to talk about with you guys later is... You, 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 I, I, I follow you on Instagram, and you, you really are enjoying England. You're getting out and about and seeing things, so you probably book stuff in for your week, your, your fellow weeks, and now it's going to be actually can't go to the Lake District. Yeah, my friend Laurie actually whispered to me as Susie was saying the game was off and what date it would probably be on. She was like, is it a bad time to say I have plans? And I was like, yeah. probably. <laughs> so I think a few of the squ- squad has some... some some flights booked, some some plans situated for that weekend that'll have to get rearranged. Oh, Could you imagine that? What? <laughs> Your head coach turns around and says it's going to be played on this weekend and you and this lonely hand get raised, gets raised. <laughs> Sorry, coach. Um, actually, I've got a spa weekend that weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? Oh, mate, no. <laughs> That'd be right. terrible. I've had, I've had both sides of Frozen games. I've had Frozen games where you get all hyped up, ready to go, and then the game's off. And then I had the infamous one with Exeter when we played Plymouth down at the Brickfields where Rob Baxter came in. It was the season we got promoted to the Prem. Rob Baxter came in and said, right, lads, this game's not happening. And then half an hour later, after we heard a load of arguing in the corridor, we came back in and went, yeah, the game's happening. Oh, <laughs> and we had to play. And, wow. and I, I got simbin and we lost. And didn't start a league game for 18 months. No. <laughs> so down down in local rugby, this yeah. time of year is used if the pitch is slightly frozen, but you've got loads of people who are off uh, on holiday or ill or injured or whatever else, the, the pitches are now flooded. So mm. teams use it as a, an opportunity to cancel a game because mm. they've not got a good squad and they're against top of the table or something like that. Yeah, there is a bit of that. Do you know what makes me giggle, though, is when Ivy Bridge's pitch um, gets waterlogged and it's a artificial pitch. pitch. (laughs) The whole point of that thing going in is to stop getting flooded. Ivy Bridge has had games cried off because of a frozen waterlogged pitch? Yes. On a 4G? On a 4G. And frozen. Glasgow have it all the time. Wow. That the crumb underneath gets water in it and then it all freezes. And it's 4G. Loads of game cancelled in local rugby this week. Yeah, there was actually. Although one, one game that did go ahead was Plymouth Albion played at Rams. And that, mate, National 1 does not fail to deliver. It doesn't. Is that a double negative? No, it doesn't at the moment. Mate. It's probably some. We were actually having this conversation at, at work the other day. It's probably some of the best rugby, like the rawest rugby yeah. that they just want to play. Yeah. And they just want to move the, the ball around. And uh, yeah, I miss it a little bit now. Yeah, now what? So Plymouth Albion Rams, top of the league versus third in the league, and they go into the final five minutes and the lead change stands three times. Oh, All penalty easy. kicks. Um, Rams took it away with a penalty on the 76th minute or something. And then Albion have had a double double knock in the head because Robin Wedlake, who'd come to them from Jersey, has just gone and signed back to Pirates. And he's a very important player for them. Oh, wow. And they play Sedgley Tigers this weekend at the Brickfields which will be one hell of a game. Talking of pitches in the Brickfields, are you sure that's going to be on with that pitch? No, they, well, I was, when I was down there, we did a lot of work on the pitch. Oh. Put huge amounts of sand on to try and help it drain and get better. Yeah, I know, because I played on it the following day and it had seashells all over it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they didn't, get the, they didn't get the highest quality sand. They literally went to the beach and just picked it up. Good job and it we, wasn't 30 degrees. We had, to, we had to get a gang of us and we're walking up and down the pitch just trying to stamp on the shells just to break them up a bit. No joke, no joke. I've done this down at Pirates before where I've got the... Um, the fork out and have been forking the pitch to try and get the game on. That must have been a forking disaster. It was. It was a forking oh. disaster. Yeah. Um, talking no. of pitches as well, so one of the boys went out on exchange. Um, so they've got a European exchange going on at the moment at top level. So mm. well, We had a um, couple of Frenchies, didn't we? Correct. We had um, Luke Ramos on Friday night at Quinn's yeah. and then the reverse of that, uh, Anthony Woodthorpe, of which, by the way, last week you got his name completely wrong. Yeah, I know. What I did I call him? What did you make up? Some random... Yeah, sorry about that. Woodworth. Yeah. 
Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So uh, Woody uh, went out there and before the game, about half an hour before the game, they've got uh, tractors going up and down the pitch, Mm. pushing all the snow off. Oh, wow. Genuine. And then halfway through the game, it starts dumping with snow again. So talking of weather and stuff, we were all out into... um, into Europe this weekend as well. Right. So we're all going down to France and uh, praying that there's no snow. Right, just finally, before I get on to Gabby, uh, Coxie, you're the best referee in the galaxy. You refereed um, Newcastle versus Leicester Fact. and Austin Healy, one of the most vociferous commentators, could not climb any further up your backside. It was ridiculous. Apparently so. I've not heard any of and this. And the, the yellow card you know decision why? where no, you why. said exactly, it was. Exactly that. Said you she's seen it before anybody else has seen it. That's you what he said. spotted the arm being bashed out of the way so there was no wrap and uh, they replayed it three times oh look yeah there you go look Coxie's right the arm got pushed out of the way so there was no wrap and that was the perfect way you worked with your TMO to redo it and then the bit I really loved can I see it at full speed please yeah and then Brilliant. and then and then at 78 minutes 50 of the game the other person I thought <laughs> giving the man a match to is Sarah Cox that was Austin Healy not that I was time checking as I did this do you know what's really weird is that you have absolutely no idea what's going on in the background but what happens is your face comes up on the big big screen. So there's one or two things happening at that point. They're talking positively about you, which the percentage of that happening is quite low. No, they were commenting on the fact you were wearing man's kit and it didn't fit you well. No, that's you <laughs> commenting on that. We had a good chat about that, Sarah and I. I said, Coxie, he you... doesn't like my shorts. It's all right. I'm going and taking it into the tailor tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. The, 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 the thing was, you had your sleeves were good, but the rest of it was just like a bag. <laughs> Do you know mess. why my sleeves were good? Because they were safety pinned. pinned. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I see. Whenever you're you go on TV and you see yourself, all of a sudden you take a couple of deep breaths so you don't look like you're blowing. <laughs> no, I don't. No, no, no. It's not that. It's when, so when you come up on the big screen, it's the most awkward moment. You're looking at yourself. And I shove my tongue to the roof of my mouth to pull my chin up so I don't look quite so fat. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm looking at myself. See, that that side profile is probably the worst profile on me. So there's only one one angle that you can get me where I look all right. Um, (laughs) All my pictures. Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, whoa. Camera's the the wrong side. Can someone make the room dark? <laughs> so then you go up and you go, you're just staring at your own face and you're yeah. like, okay, and you're trying to compute as well what's about to come on the screen. Right. So I had I, I had an idea of what was about to come on the screen. And uh, I was looking at myself and I'm thinking, oh my God, this is awful. I look like a drowned rat. I'm trying to pull my chin out a little bit more and my shorts don't fit me. You look great all game. I don't, don't, well, Chris, according to Chris, I well, didn't. He's just mean, isn't he? He wants to bully someone else to make himself feel better, but he had a fight with a hedge and the hedge came out looking better than him. We've already been there. So. OK, so let's go Let's go from polar opposites. A man that had a fight with a hedge to the most glamorous rugby player in the world. Gabby Cantona is our guest today. Oh, Welcome, yes. Gabby. Thank you. Thank you. Great introduction, actually. <laughs> yeah, I, I like to think so. And, and so, so I was really keen to get you in. And I, I commented just last week about the difference between the men's and the women's squads. The men's squad is gargantuan. They can't have relationships. The women's squad, I'd like to start with, with the women's squad. And you have an interstellar squad. You have through the years. You've had, you've had guys from the Iberian continent, uh, Spanish and Portuguese. We've got a Japanese player. We've got Canadians. We've got New Zealanders. There's all sorts coming together. And you've come with quite a strong North American contingent. How have you found settling into sunny old Devon? Yeah, I think um, as the years has gone by, it's gotten easier. Obviously, I've been here for four years now, so I like to think I know my way around a bit better. But um, certainly being foreigners, we lean on each other a lot because none of us know our way around and none of us understand how this country works. So um, <laughs> we, we don't either, so I shouldn't worry too much. Yeah, so just like silly mistakes on like how to get a eSIM, like how to 
figure out how to get a car. How does your insurance work? Road tax. I've gotten my car clamped before. <laughs> like <laughs> things like that, you know. So <laughs> no, but but this, so, so I, I can empathise because I, I had a period of time I played professionally in France, and there's culture shock because everyone looks exactly the same as you, but behaviours are different. So what what are the big behavioural differences you found? over here from being home yeah i think the biggest one that got to me was you guys say um are you all right and t- if you oh, if you yeah. asked me that at home i would think that i looked sick or ill or right. something was wrong with me so like everyone says that as a hello and right. we say like how are you doing or like how are you yeah. so for the first year i just thought that i looked like devastatingly terrible every time i saw someone because that's <laughs> everyone was like you're all right and i was like i think so but when the more you ask me i'm not sure now so <laughs> this honestly is a thing because i had this exact same conversation with someone in new zealand right. and when you ask you're all right it's like you're asking someone out for a fight and then also like it depends who you ask and then you ask a canadian you're all right and they're like yeah why why what's wrong like what what like what's going on we should do some devon words that you've heard yes or no or do you know what they mean i probably don't one i really loved the other day was someone saying if it's dimpsy oh yes i love this which which is really good so i'll I'll put it now into context if it's dimpsy please put lights on your bike Dark. Not quite Yeah, yes. like okay. dusk. But it's a real Devon word. I hadn't heard for years and it's like that. And That's when I used to have to come back home as a kid. Come back when it gets dimpsy and the lights come yeah. on. Genuine. Oh wow! Yeah. It's a proper Devon yeah, word. Yeah, it's a real. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm only 20 years down here, and I, some of the Devon in, insider knowledge I'm not. And, I'm yeah, not party to. Made and Doug and directly. Yeah, Doris. 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 So, right, so while these while these dingbats <laughs> carry on, so you you're, you were one of the pioneers though. You were on the first signings, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. Right. Susie likes to say she had no idea what she was getting when she brought me, and I felt the same way. I thought I was going to move to like London, like a city, you yeah. know. And obviously, it's not a city. No, well, no, it is no. a city. It's a city. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, it's, really. class, it's classified hey, as a city, but it's not a city. Let's, let's take the truck and rewind it back. So we've got so, a cathedral. So, no, so Gabby, come on, we have to. We have to. Let's get origins. Where, where did where did your rugby start? Um, where, where, where did you first pick up a ball? Because I see you, mum and dad, quite often follow you around the world, seeing you play. But how did how did it all happen for you? Yeah, so my dad actually played and coached the high school team where I grew up. So um, I'd been watching rugby when I was younger. I didn't care about it. I thought it was kind of stupid, to be honest. But I, um, yeah, so I wasn't really a, a fan until probably I turned like thirteen or fourteen, and that's the first time I ever played. Was um, there's I grew up in State College, Pennsylvania, which is actually similar size wise to Exeter so Pennsylvania has got a good rugby heritage though hasn't it uh it does yeah so similar size wise similar as far as like farmland into the town so um there's not really much to do except for sports so I I started playing rugby picked it up and there's a university there Penn State University where I later went to school and they did a winter clinic so that was the first time I ever played my older sister played she um went to school there and the head coach was the national team coach at the time so they had quite a good program had one I think we've the program as a whole has won like 20 national championships or something mm. around that range. I used to know the exact number. I, right. I don't anymore because I'm removed from it now. But yeah. yeah, so I picked it up there, played a bunch with a bunch of people that were way better than me and didn't like it at all. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was terrible. Yes. That sounds like a great start to a yeah. career, doesn't it? It's I, stupid. So it's I wasn't, like, I wasn't very good. Very good I didn't it. like being tackled. Yeah, I no. was fast and I could kick the ball, but I thought the rest of it was a bit like, like I didn't want to pass you the ball. I would just kick it and then go get it. Chris yeah. made an and entire career out of not being very good at rugby, so <laughs> honestly, do not worry about it. No, but this is the same for me. That's how I ended up as a bloody referee. Yeah. Yeah. You, so, must, you dodged a bullet in. So, so, when, so when did the penny drop and you thought, 
honestly, I'm quite good at this. Yeah, probably when I was like 18. Yeah. I kept getting invited to like, um, we do like regional stuff and the names have always changed because you guys don't know a lot about American rugby, but it's just not consistent. It's, it's sort of booms and busts and it's yeah. some, someone has a go for a few years and then it falls. Yeah. MLR is doing quite well at the mo. Yeah, but... MLR has, has come along and done well and made like its own regional things. But yeah, yeah there's a bunch of old regional competitions that the names change every three years. So they don't really mean anything mm -hmm. at, the, at the end of the day. But I kept getting invited to those and I never went because again, I didn't like it. So like, I thought I was going to play soccer and I was quite good at it. So right. that was where I thought my like athletics career went. And then I played, I went to spring break where we come over spring to Europe. Spring break, woo! Mm -hmm. yeah. But we come over to Europe and the rugby team plays and my parents obviously came because my sister played so I had to go because you know I was like a child I guess yeah. and they made me play in a game there and I got man of the match and then I was like oh maybe I'm like not bad at this and so mm. then my dad made me do some age grade representation stuff so like the U20 stuff and then the summer after I graduated high school I ended up going to actually coming to England um, and playing in the U20 I think it was Nations Cup at the time so that was probably when I realized I wasn't bad at it and then I liked it because you like things you're good at generally speaking yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> yeah. so then it was okay but I still would say I probably didn't like to tackle until I was like 20 right can, can we just roll back a minute you're like I worked out that I was quite good when I got into like basically an international setup yeah, yeah. I had four attempts at this international setup yeah. and realised I was quite <laughs> but you get in the middle of it and you're like yeah yeah oh I'm actually all right, I'm alright yeah. at this yeah. Yeah. I'm playing international rugby nothing like being humble yeah. is there which, <laughs> which, not, which not we're not so yeah, yeah not, not like standing in the middle of a, yeah. a, a pitch when it's down with rain in the middle of nowhere going oh, I'm alright at this no yeah, no no. Brad the Rugby God's time coding this level. Coxie you've got potty mouth this week Brad the Rugby God's time coding oh, like I nobody's have, business I have because I went because you're not the best ref in the world it's gone no, to your head no 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 it's terrible Um, I went to see yeah remain humble yeah. No, I'm not hot. <laughs> Stay humble. Behave. Uh, no, I went to see my my mate's kids last night, and every every other word I oh, kept okay. getting like a smack. Well, for... technically, if you Google um, people that swear are more honest, it, there's a lovely piece in the Telegraph that says that people that swear are it wow. also shows a, uh, a lack of vocabulary. I must be very honest. Yeah. Okay. Right. Back to back to back to the main topic, please. Back to the main topic. So, a lack of vocabulary. International rugby. Both guys, both of you, wind it in. You international can be honest and not have Sorry, vocabulary. Sorry, Chris. Just shut up to for a minute. Fair. So, in the studio, we're sat one side of the table, and Chris and Brad are the other side. So now we're having a table rebellion. We're just going to interrupt Chris, but Brad's got the faders, so I'm about sharp. <laughs> right, so back to the plot. Gabby, you're an international rugby player. You're doing very well. Um, how does Susie Appleby call you? Is it a phone call? Do you have an agent? How did this work? Yeah, so uh, we had um, our national team coach at the time was Rob Kane, who had coached Saracens for a long, long time. So he was interested in getting us moving over to England to play because the league is a better standard. The WPL is mostly pay-to-play model so uh, quite difficult to actually like invest your time in because mm -hmm. you have to have a real job so basically I was working for USA Rugby at the time they had to file for unemployment because COVID happened so I was just inside taking unemployment checks literally doing nothing but like running and doing skills and mm -hmm. my boyfriend at the time was there so we were doing that together which was fine and then Rob called me and was like so I sent out like a tape of you and one of the coaches is interested would you be interested in a conversation with them and I was like yeah and he wouldn't tell me the team which is honestly like I love Rob and he did a lot for me personally but like that kind of stuff was always so annoying it was just always like we won't tell you the team until you like are going to talk to him I'm like can you just tell me because that might like make a difference you yep. know but whatever I didn't know much about it anyway so took the f phone call it was Susie she was insane I was like this lady's insane but I have nothing else to do so I just figured I would go give it a shot and yeah, I mean, I think neither of us knew what we were going to get from the other 
the other person and turns out Susie and I get along pretty well and again like I understand the way that she wants to do things and I think she understands me so our relationship is kind of one of those ones where now that we both know what we are we don't really interact that much but it kind of works really well for both yeah. of us so it ended up working out well but yeah it was just kind of like a random phone call well you must be one of the first through the 50 games for the club mm, I think maybe I'm five or six I okay. don't know I'm not sure in the bronze name club I like mm-hmm. the way I like the words where you say you have to have a real job yeah. Like, like what you think you do now isn't a real job. Well, I mean, it is a real job, but it's also like what you want to do. It's fun and what you want to do. So at you, home, but it is a real job. Yeah, no, it is no, a real but job. I, no, I, I get exactly. It wasn't a real job. Yeah, you're, you're doing something that you do for free, and people pay you to do it. So yeah. it doesn't f- like rather than the grind. Yeah. This is like I went from working like a nine-hour work day to then having to train for four hours to now like this is my job. So it's way easier. Than it was, at least. Okay, no. So, so the living arrangement, you've come out. Do you have, like, an American embassy, then, as a few of you living together? We used to, yeah. Um, well, so I live with Rachel. I've, I've lived with Rachel since our first year. So we've The happiest been... human in the world. <laughs> yeah. Well, some, I, she cries a lot, you know. No but way. mostly because she gets she's herself... She's still smiling when she's she... crying. Every yeah, time, a little every... bit. <laughs> I, I put a challenge out. I was like, anyone can find a photo of Rachel Johnson not smiling. Colin Sell found one yeah, almost instantly. <laughs> have you bought him a beer yet? No, I haven't seen him. No. I'll, I'll see him on the 23rd of December. Okay, Sorry. so, so you, 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 had the, you had the radio... The, the American Embassy with Rachel Johnson. Are yeah. you now? Now we live with uh, Linda Vandervelden as well. Right, so okay. the three of us. But we had an embassy our second year. It was yeah. me, Kate, Rachel, and Janine. And we actually have the embassy sign is still on the door of that house. Actually, yeah. so if you ever drive by, you can see it. But yeah, we put up an embassy sign. We made people say the Pledge of Allegiance before they came in, which <laughs> turns out no other country really has that because it's kind of weird. I went on a school exchange to America, and you have a cl- you have a lesson called civics. The civics still exist. Yeah. Well, and I don't know. I mean, I'm not in school anymore. No, but but, but, but you, you basically learn about how to be an American and, and yeah. things that matter to America. And yeah, it's, and like it's a, patriotism. Yeah, and it's freedom. every day is a school day. Did you do Thanksgiving? Yeah. Cool. Last week, was it? Last week? Two yeah. weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Yeah. Oh, okay. We don't get that in this country. We just don't understand it. It's massive in America. Mm, it is, yeah. And I, I have a thing. You can't listen to Christmas music until that's gone because it's oh, a mate. holiday, you know? Like, it still counts. But got, there are no, like, Thanksgiving movies. There's, you no, you just got, watch football and eat. I got, I got Whamageddon yesterday. Whamageddon, did you? Last yeah. Christmas. If you hear Last Christmas, you have to tweet Whamageddon. Last Christmas, for the very first time each year, is Whamageddon. So I've not been Whamageddon yet. And one year I got to a week before Christmas. Once I got done in the like middle of November. It's a real boomer thing. Right, so let's look for the older people. Oh, wow. Everyone who's listening has been Whamageddon. Whamageddon. That is terrible. Uh, Brad the rugby god just, just using his deity-like power to ruin uh, his day. I just got to now tweet Whamageddon. Right, so let's go into this best list stuff. You came to the club as a 10, and then you play 12 as well. What, what, what's your what's your best position? I think here I like to play 12. Yeah, I definitely prefer to play 10 for the US, yeah. but mostly because for some reason I struggle to get the ball into my hands at 12 in the US sit-up, but here it's quite easy. You can just ask for it when you want it, and otherwise you get to like do some fun stuff like run into people, which Mm -hmm. I actually do enjoy now. So, yeah, I definitely prefer 12. Mm -hmm. And it's been quite an interesting season this season. There's been a few few important players have gone. Obviously the most important one, uh, Captain America, Kate Zachary, (laughs) moving to... (laughs) 
Ealing Trail Finders. Although she's well, she's off playing with the Sevens now. She's just doing her thing, isn't she? No, no, no. She's just on. She was just on holiday, I think. Oh, was she? Yeah, she was no, playing. She, oh, was she not? Mm-mm. Oh, I only saw. No, I was going to say I don't think she's playing Sevens. Oh, she was just on holiday. I'll I don't think that then. she would. I don't know. She, she did Sevens she when I did it. Yeah, I don't think that she would play it anymore. But right. Well, I mean, she could. I think she, she could, could. She could, but, but I don't think she would. She's one of them no. that could do anything she wants to. She's well, she's a I'm superior playing, athlete. I'm playing back row one week, playing centre next week, just wherever. Just put me in. Yeah, basically. She tears it up, no matter where or what game she's playing. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's a referee's that, that, worst That must nightmare. have been a tough one to see ago, though, because she was quite a key player. Yeah, and I mean, for me personally, her and I, uh, we coached Sidmouth together and we spent some time off-field together, obviously, so more of just in a friendship way, but... Yeah. Um, she seems. I think it was the right decision for her personally to move um, to London to be with her. It was the tens of thousands with of her reasons partner. why she made that move. Yeah, <laughs> but I think. Yeah, I think it makes sense for her to be with Mandy, and I think like they definitely struggled when they were apart for the three seasons. So I think it's the best move for her personally. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, let's talk about Chiefs women prospects for the season. How's it going? What's happening? Yeah, I think it, we're looking pretty good. I mean, I'm not sure. We. It's always interesting when new people come in because everyone has their own flair. So. Tessier coming in, she's French Canadian. She brings her own style to the ten shirt, certainly. Mm. So I think, I think it's going well. I think we're still adjusting to each other, and I don't think we're going to be putting out the same side every week. So I think it'll be good for us as a team overall. But it might just make the games look different week to week, just yeah. depending on who's out there. Yeah. Well, the, the, the thing is, when you play the foreign, I'll, I'll say it, the foreign legion, when you have all the superstars in. You, you absolutely batter teams, and you're there's there's also a duty of care. You got to try and bring through the local talent. Yeah, and so. I think I mean I think the cup the cup squad what played excellently. They definitely had the hiccup in the Bristol game, but other than that, I thought that they were performing really well. And I think you know obviously I'm looking at the people in my own position, but I think Sophie Langford and Danielle Priest came along really well in the center field. So I think that they've established themselves and put themselves in as an option to be included in the Prem games. Yeah. Um. So I think that the younger players are starting to come along and. I like to think that we're open and we help each other a lot. So there's a lot of transference of knowledge. So obviously, yeah, it's hard for them with a bunch of foreigners around. But I think that we also help them quite a lot. But then, but then on the flip, also with with the other internationalists, how do you get on with like Claudia Mack and stuff? So when you're talking about well, because you're going to play an international against them in a few weeks' time, how does that work? I mean, she's just insane. So she's she's hilarious. Anyway, she's always going to be a top. Like she just loves to compete in yeah. anything. You play. She's. I'll never play a like, game like, with like her. Like Michael Jordan on that. Yeah. Like everything. Like, any any board game, anything, she'll get like mad at you if you beat her kind of thing. So, yeah. I mean, I think we get along well enough and we're used to playing against each other that it's it's kind of fun to play against them. I think right. it's, I, I won't ever say anything to someone I don't know, but I will chirp a little bit to my teammates on the other side. So yeah. I almost like when they're on the other team, yeah, it, it yeah. makes it a bit more fun for me. Yeah, well, what is that like? Because, like... It's completely different for referees because you're always working as a team together. So you'll always come across other referees. <laughs> you don't compete with each other. You made that call wrong. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you don't compete with each other. What's that like when you get on a pitch and there's three of your teammates and you're having a bit of a, a giggle? Because, again, as a ref, you can hear each other bantering on, like, when you're in rucks and stuff. Like, I think, I mean, I think it's kind of relaxing because, like, it's, a, it's an inherently a serious game because you're hitting each other. But I think it's kind of nice to step out of it for a second and if you can get a giggle out of them when you've said something about them I always think that that's like the best thing ever like when we play sale Katana Howard I've gotten her so many times one time I got him so well at a scrum set down because obviously we're just standing across from each other that the Sarah Laws dropped the ball 
I was like, that was the best probably moment of my career ever. Oh, wow. And nobody you, heard you, it, but it was great. Can you know what you said? I called her, I think I called her, it was either I called her Noodlehead. I right. think I said, I have Noodlehead because right. she has dreads, obviously. Or I, there was one time I called her an Easter Island head, and both of those <laughs> went over pretty well. <laughs> so You know exactly how to get that person. <laughs> you know they're kryptonite, and you draw, like, I can wind Chris up in an instant just because I say he is turning into Colin, his dad, and every oh, time he twitches, and I'm that's what you now. need to know. I'm fine now. I can deal with that. Dad, I love you. What what is but the 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 real one is when you fold a teammate in half. What oh. like when like is there like this unwritten rule that you sort of don't do that or are you fair game when you're against each other and you just go for it? No, I think you're fair game. It depends. Uh, it would depend on your relationship. Certainly, I think against some people, if you have the repertoire with them, you'd almost hit them harder. So it would. I guess it would depend on who it was. Like, and I don't think. I would I would say I don't think the Canadians think uh, for a second twice about killing one of us. So like we don't we Canada America, you know, we don't think about it at all. But yeah, kind of de- I think it would depend on your one-to-one relationship certainly about what, how that contact point would look. Did you never have the joys when you were in your playing day of when the opposition was short so you'd go and play for the other side just so you could hit your own teammates and stuff like that? That's a brilliant feeling. Not to hit my own teammates, no. But however, I did get asked recently, would I go back to... like invitational or some charity game and I said absolutely not because every single one of those players on that pitch would make it their job to end me yeah probably exactly they wouldn't, they wouldn't absolutely catch you. not you're too quick these days you no I'm not sevens you're rapid you could just pass but even if I pass Gabby I know what are you f- is going to get me <laughs> beep she's sworn again honestly we it was apologize. the right time for it though so that that one was the right time. It'll yeah. just get a bleep, don't worry. Brad's Brad's written like chapter and verse about the amount of bleeps he's got to put into this episode. <laughs> just edit it out. This is this is the hungover Coxie Potty Mouth episode. We're it is, of, isn't it? We'll Sorry. Let Sorry. Right. Um talking of which, how was WXV for you guys? Yeah, I think it was I mean it was it's a hard tournament for us because we're still we were in our interim coach period. So I mean there's just almost been no continuity for the past year. So it uh, kind of seems like we're just getting by on individual talent not really having like a way we play which has been difficult but the tournament itself was well set up like the facilities we were in and being able to watch the other games and those kind of things I thought it was really well set up um so for the most part really good and South Africa is a beautiful country so even getting to spend like three weeks there and the sun was out god it was beautiful so and and your time zones aren't that different from here are they no yeah it's it's two hours yeah so when we came back it was fine the people in New Zealand Coxie was moaning about being um jet lagged for like a week Two weeks. Even though she flew first class. No, I didn't fly Dame first realm, class. On her, own per- class. on her own personal plane. Goes in and turns right. Boom. Left. Cox- left. Coxie never, Cox- 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 never turns right. I turn. I turn left. Like the most embarrassing bit. Right. Yeah. So the most embarrassing bit once where we were on the same flight as England and it was me and Holly Davidson and we were. I, th- I can't remember where we were going. Maybe over to San Diego, and. Um, they offer you a drink and me and Holly were like, oh yeah, of course, we'll take the champagne. Not realising that the team were going to walk through the business class to get out to um, economy. And the amount of double looks and then the, the, I, I don't know if I've ever been growled at so many times. They're like, you what? You what? And I am sat on this glass of champagne behind me, and I was just there, dropping my bottle of water. I was like, "Oh, hi, girls, hi, girls!" Like, hoping that this champagne glass doesn't spill down the back of my trousers. 
Again, why are you leaving me silencing? Uh, because I would have lorded it up. I would have absolutely lorded it up. Crap anecdote. Yeah. All right, well, edit the anecdote no, out no, then. Fine. Right. Stop, stop <laughs> hiding. My, uh, nothing's getting edited out today, She's Brad. trying to it hide the fact. In. So, do you live in a penthouse? No. She does. You have a driver? She does. Yeah. I don't have a driver. Butler. I don't have a butler. Cleaning lady. Don't oh, have a she's cleaning got a lot. lady. She's the dame of the realm. It's ridiculous. She's meeting. She's going to get her MB soon. When, when, when are you going to the castle? 6th of February. Right. And you See? don't know who you're meeting yet, do you? No. They don't tell you. Just they in case you don't sword? turn up. Do they put a sword on your, ho- on your shoulders? For no, that's MB? knighting. Oh, okay. I don't get knighted. So you just stand there and they pin it on you? Yeah. Okay. That's it. Who are you taking? My mum and my sister. Is that it? Yeah. Oh. Can't you take your work husband? No, you're not coming. Oh. You'll tear the place up. They'll, they'll chuck you out for being too loud. Oh, my God, and he's so loud. We went to an event. We are having breakfast, really quiet. Chris came into the room. The whole room was just destroyed. What are you on about? At Deer Park on th- Friday morning. We were having a lovely, quiet breakfast. You came in with Faye, <laughs> and then the whole room was just full of noise. I can't help it. I'm a party oh, starter. Oh, God. Social lubricant make things happen. Oh, that's so back to social lu- no so, social lubricant is good. That's our not working networking. So South Africa, you were out there for six weeks, was it five weeks? Three, no, and three, three and a half. We oh, were it like in forever. No, well, we were away for a while. We went to God, I can't even remember now. We were in other places. Ireland, that's a place, and Wales. We were there. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> I love how you're like really Devon now because you know what Dimsey is, and Ireland and Wales, they're both places. Yeah, yeah, cool. No, but, but, but very quickly, and, and, and then we'll, st- we'll start talking about a few other bits. One of the things I really enjoy, and, and, I, and I, I am a bit weird, I look at your Instagram, but you are sort of, you, you put a lot of Devon locals to shame because you actually go out and see a lot of your locality and where you're living. And I always find when, when foreign players come into to the extra environment, they really make use of their environment quite well. And they go and see the moors and they go in and doing bits. What's been your favourite bit when you've been mooching about? I mean, this isn't in Devon, but the Saren Giant thing, you know what I'm talking about? Like that big... Carved, ch- carved into the... The chalk guy? Yes. Yeah, that's... Carved what, into what the, the chalk What the heck hill. is that about? I saw that on a TV show and thought it was a joke, so then we went there the next weekend, and it's real. It is real, I yeah. thought that that was just amazing. <laughs> have you been Have you been, Have you you been? been to um, the cheese rolling? No, I really want to go. I Although I heard they're not covering people for insurance anymore, so... No, right. if you break your leg. Yeah, They, they are lunatics. Haytor's the classic. Everyone's been to Haytor. Yeah. yeah, have you done um, tar barrels? No, I should have done because one of our Sidmouth women is one of the organisers, so I really should have been, but I haven't been yet. I oh, love yeah. Sidmouth are the Valkyries, aren't they? Yeah, they Such are. Such a cool name, the yeah. Sidmouth Valkyries. So the Sidmouth women, uh, how's that going? Yeah, I mean, they're brilliant. They're <laughs> they're a good group. They're quite funny. A lot of players that are older than me that I'm coaching, so that's a funny dynamic, certainly, mm. but... They, I mean, are they receptive? The, yeah, very much so. They're 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 a good good squad. We've pulled out a lot of crazy wins recently, like that. I we none of us expected that we were going to win, and in the last like ten minutes, we score two tries, and then the other team scores, and then we score again, and then that's the game. So they've they've gotten a lot better, but it's yeah. It's, sometimes I'm hungover every time I coach them on Sundays. By the way, do they know so, this? Yeah, of course they know. So every time I'm sitting there with my water, and it just gets starts to get really intense. I'm like, I feel so sick. Right <laughs> have you have you played Claudia's Xmas yet? No, no, no. Um, we were supposed to play them this weekend, but I think the game's not on for because of the pitches. Oh wow! So you'd be across either side of the pitch. Yeah, that'll be like full on NFL running across afterwards yeah, for the handshake clash and whatever. Yeah, because the yeah. yeah, then we just had to fight at halftime to decide yeah. the game, probably. Everything. But I rate that. I'm very competitive like that, and I say always let the Wookie win. So you're gonna have to come up with the same one for her. Okay. Oh, well. Who's the Wookiee? Star Wars. No, but who? Why? Why are you a Wookiee? When you're competitive. All oh, right. Always let the Wookiee win. Okay, that's interesting. Um, <laughs> what? So. Um, oh dear God. 
Saracens and Harlequins, men and women, all have a bit of an issue, and there was a bit of a bust-up after the game this week. Who's seen it? I think everyone's seen yeah, it. Yeah, everyone's seen, seen it. it. Everyone's and there was seen so, it. No, no I, I, I maintain that it's not a headbutt. It's someone who's not violent, is trying to put their body into a, into a, a contact situation, and their head sort of leads the way. Is that not the definition of a headbutt? No. Isn't it's a headbutt any time your head hits someone else's? Yeah, head? but I don't see I don't see this as because there's headbutts where you actually headbutt somebody. Your head is the weapon and you're throwing it in. This that's was a more, Glasgow kiss. It's yeah, different. She, <laughs> you've got it right. That's a Glasgow. So that's a, that for me is a violent headbutt. What took place was a woman running towards a problem, and just sort of then realizing she can't raise her hands because that's a fist and that's a problem. But then actually her head leads the way in, and then she realizes it's a bit too much. What's worse is it a headbutt or a punch? Because there headbutt. are. It's, it's much higher than a punch, isn't it? I'm not sure what, what entry level If anybody they hasn't seen this, just, oh, just look hurt, at... though, more certainly. It, it, if you have a look on, on, on rugby social media, you'll see at the end of the game, Saracens women, Harlequins women, there's a bit of a scuffle, and then suddenly this girl comes running in and just leads with the head, and you're like, whoa, that's a bit much. You, yeah, you don't see that very often. No. Um, and you especially don't see it in the men's game at the moment. Um, any type of thing, because the, the cameras are always there. There's well, like... Johnny, Johnny Hill, the thug. He's not a thug. <laughs> it's about Sale, Sale's game plan against Harlequins was to beat them up. And the, he got an opportunity to physically intimidate Stan Cunningham South, who's a 20-year-old back rower. And he did exactly that. And that is what you should expect from your second rower. Yeah, but I'm not sure pushing everybody over the hoardings is a very good look well, for the game. Yeah, but I'm with, I, this is where I go back to the Australian rugby. Bring back the biff. Just let them have a go. If, if you want to have a set, because I remember vividly Rob Baxter telling us when it kicks off, pull them close to you so no one can punch you and you can't punch them and just hold them close because if they do try and punch you, it ain't going to hurt you. And and when I first started, if it all kicked off, everyone just started swinging and, and you soon solve it. Yeah, but you had like one camera angle from the halfway point, whereas now there's a lot more camera angles. You're live on television and there's a TMO. But it's a contact sport. It, and it is a contact and, sport, and, and, and but it have, now carries you know, if you look, If you look like in France, they call it a barrage. They just expect it. Like in the first 10 minutes, it's going to kick off. I don't think they do. I don't mind it to begin with, but when you're losing like that, it just looks a bit cheap. Mm. Yeah, it, to begin with, no problem whatsoever, because that's the, the combatant going. But yeah. when you're that many points down and you just get dirty instead yeah, you, of actually you, playing yeah. your game, right, fair dues, then that's that. where I've not got time for it. And then he got sat down by someone later, didn't he? Was it... Okay. Joseph. Okay, all right. And looked foolish. We haven't announced we've gone on the field, off the field. Sorry, I didn't put that. Let's go in the bin. We're moving on to our final segment of this podcast, which is <laughs> it's flowing so well today. Um, why is everyone stopping playing rugby or being involved in rugby union? Did someone take your segue and drive it off or something? So you're just like... <laughs> <laughs> last spotted, Chris's no, but, last segue, so, which so, was about three weeks ago. So Owen Farrell, Owen Farrell has announced he's now stepping back from international rugby. Tom Foley said he's not doing his international rugby. I've known um, somebody else as well. Me, I'm not going to do any more international rugby. No, no, I, 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 we had that once in the Chiefs changing room. Brett Sturge just stood up and announced his international retirement. That Wayne was quite Barnes. funny. <laughs> Wayne Barnes, obviously, yes. Yeah, so he's just retired, though. That's well, slightly no, I, different. I've, I've, I posted um, on the back of Tom Foley's interview. We said, "Oh, here's Tom Foley's interview," and this random internet troll just started picking quotes from everyone, underlining them. And, and I first, I first, it was my first proper experience of like a troll. I said, "Mate, you're blocked. Goodbye." Yeah, I did see that because you tagged me in all of And you no, tagged me in <laughs> no, it as no, well. No, no, guys, I did not tag you. The troll tagged you. I promise you. Well, I didn't you tag anyone. Want to know. Please come and help me beat up this internet troll. No, I didn't. I didn't. Ooh, I'm going to get my brother on you. Pick me. I didn't, I didn't tag any of you. Gavs, have you ever had any trolling? No. no? Of course not. Look at me. Because no. you're so... <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. No. 
So do you, do you do you do you not get that? So I don't read anything. Like I so just you don't actively try it. not to see anything. Yes, and that is the best way to be because then this tiny minority of Ben two six eight who's got no opinion and no friends and no followers doesn't affect you. Don't read your own press. No, but it's quite hard sometimes when your your phone is lit up. I like so after the Olympic final mm. in Tokyo. So bear in mind we're in COVID anyway, so it's pretty yeah. tough as a tournament. Yeah. I did the um I did the final and by the time I came off, my phone was a light. And I looked at it and I was like, Oh, this is a bit strange. Now I don't speak French, but I am pretty sure I knew what was coming out of those. Mate, French swearing's great though, isn't it? They like roll the swear words oh, into into a big mash of swearing. And honestly, it my like the the comments on my um pictures were like they kept coming and coming and coming. Then all the you know when you go into your Instagram and they're not your friend but you can see the messages, yeah. that was full. And like this is this is minutes after the game had finished. Mm. And the volume of abuse of telling me that I should never have been born all the way through. I had to start telling my parents, like, look, if you get tagged in this, just ignore it. Like, but they'll find a way to you. And, well, that's and this, with me with, but, with the troll of the day. He tagged really. you guys. He, I mean, he it was tagged, even, but, but no, I, I get it. I he get it, Coxie. Your parents, yeah. But my, <laughs> but mine, mine was it was a one-off troll. And he started tagging everybody in and just being like really. But imagine weird. that times every a single weekend, yeah, 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 times a thousand. Yeah, we, I'd like to say it doesn't bother me because if they're getting at me, it's my favourite subject, which is me, even if it's horrible. Yeah. But after every single week, no, I'm, I'm like I'm like Marty McFly. If you call me chicken, I'm going to bite. And 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 it was like this bloke's deliberately trying to prod. Now in real life, I'd grab him by the head and just go. Bang, and that'd be the end of that. No, you wouldn't. But, no, you wouldn't. And you gave him a warning: if you do that again, I'm going to block you. <laughs> and he did it again. And then you went, aha! And there you go. One of only three about, people ever. I've now blocked you, yeah. super troll. Doesn't strong. Wasn't were you strong? in your Were you in your hedge as you were doing that? Or no. But I thought, what a way. What, that's the way to deal with a troll. Hedge tweeting. Give them. Give them. Give them, give them their moment of, in the sun, and then just cut them out. Cut There's the light a troll out. in the hedge, and he's sending tweets. It's Bentos. <laughs> I'm not the troll. I was dealing with a troll. <laughs> but it was. It was like, don't pick on me. I'll get my friends on you at Sarah Cox's ref. <laughs> so what am I going to do? I did. I did. Right, you're you're now do? making a redactive history. This is not true. And that's where the Wookiee we're comes have, in. We're going to have the troll inquiry. Never mind the COVID inquiry. I I gonna get, I'm going to get King's Council to check you two out because this did not take. Never let the Wookiee win. Whatever. Absolutely. And also, never let the truth get in the way of a good story. Yeah. So, <laughs> pipe down. Right. What are we talking about? We're talking about everyone. Talk- well, we are talking about abuse. To be abuse. fair. Abuse. Oh, we are talking know about trolling. So, uh, just as, just as I, I gave the trolley's moment in the sun, then I cut him out. I'd rather say, well, that's the end of that. And, and if we if we give it too much headroom, then it does become something. No, uh, uh, no. But I don't think it's about giving it headroom. I think it's about acknowledging the fact that you've got some big figures like Barnsley in the refereeing world, Owen in the playing world that have turned around and said, that's enough. Mm-hmm. That's enough of this. Like, And it's constant because you look at the, the responsibility that Owen's got on his shoulders as captain, as, you know, leader of the, the team, like internally as well. And then you get everything from the media, you get everything from everybody's opinions and it's just constant mm. and there's uh, like I think they've they've spoken about the fact that he wasn't on social media during the World Cup because you've got a lot of responsibility and it's a very confined space but when you've got people that are turning around sticking their hand up and they're saying that's enough of this I like I can't take it anymore like surely we've got to be speaking about it to to stop it 
and to stop it continuing. Like what what like do you do you come across any of it, Gabby? In, I in don't any think of it's. I mean, I don't think it's particularly bad for me because, like, realistically, what I have Chiefs fans and American fans. You know, like I don't. We don't play that often. We don't really get onto the stage, so there's not really as much of a criticism. But reading the things and even I mean, you even see it obviously in the Beckham stuff. That was more of like the news, but like it is. It just goes and it gets in people's heads and it's too far because people think they have a right to a per like an opinion about a person and then they now they have a way to just tell them and it just gets overwhelming you know what I mean like I think it is too much and I also think like like be a normal person and just like with your friends be like yeah that per whatever that person did was stupid and then like but it's when people mention people or comment comment on their stuff like I just don't ever understand the need to do it it's just ridiculous I know and, and like it's people having opinions and I think the difficulty is is that we've allowed um, people to have a platform now of opinions and they, they can cast that opinion publicly and the point is the fact that you're telling me how to do my job I don't walk into your office and tell you how to do your job and I wouldn't turn around Coxie, to you as a centre. I've got some great news for you. What? EPCR have just released a press release today. EPCR has appointed Global Data Experts Signify Group to protect match officials, including TMOs, from online abuse and threats during the 2023 Investec Champions Cup and EPCR Challenge Cup. Implementation of online protection for match officials provides a further step towards year-round collaborative solutions provided by unions, leagues and tournaments during the Investec and EPCR, EPCR Challenge Cup. Signifies world-leading matrix service, which operates in 35 young languages and uses AI and open-source data to source social media at scale, will be activated to protect match officials by identifying, analysing and providing ongoing support covering... And this is what Tom was talking about with the 2,000 yeah. tweets that were the highest ones. It was the same technology. Yeah. So, so, so you are... 35 languages. They so can swear in more languages. You're going, able, you're going to be able. You're going to be able to at. You're going to be able to at um, EPCR and go. Hey, can you help me? Can no, help me? that's an does, algorithm does that, in the background. She's not going to need to. Oh, no, why, why, why do you flip do it so without why, her? Why, yeah, they'll do it without no, me. But I, I was trying to flip point. it because you were going on about you made up that silly tweet about me, which wasn't true, and I was just trying to They've flip got it. They've got an you. algorithm and it will do stuff, Chris. Don't worry about it. Yeah. It's above your pay grade. Yeah, she Come doesn't on. need to tag her friends now. She has an algorithm. Yeah, someone does it for me. So. <laughs> well, we do that. Can we? Mom. Oh, like a butler and a driver and a cleaner <laughs> yeah. and everyone else in their life. Can we talk about? Now we've done all that. Can we talk about this week's rugby and why my wife is going to be a rugby widow and hate me more than she does normally? Go. We've got Glasgow Warriors Northampton. We've got Connacht Bordeaux. We've got Toulon Exeter uh, and Harlequin Ladies Chiefs Women. That's all on Saturday. Oh, and then Bath and Ulster and Toulon. Is it Harlequin? So you're going to Harlequins? You're going to the capital? Yeah, going up to Harlequins. Nice. nice. nice How do you scoop, find being on TV? By to way? London, England. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't ever get to watch the TV back. Where you always just don't watch you the hate, footage. So. Don't you hate at the stoop? How the changing room always floods. I've never played at the stoop. Oh, I've have been, you not? No. Well, we played at Twickenham last year. The second season, I was hurt, so I watched it. I went up right. and watched with my parents because they were in town. And I don't know. Oh, the first season we played at that Surrey wherever the, in the middle oh, of nowhere. Oh, Surrey Sports Park. Yeah, yeah, horrible. yeah. And then you have to like walk three miles from the to changing get up, room and uphill. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was where they had the 2010 World Cup in England. What? Yeah, at Surrey Sports Park. Oh. On all those fields. Oh. 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 Well, I get the feeling anyway. you're quite the lady gums. This, this is not you what the cantor. You talked about me being Dame about, Doris. Do you speak yourself in the third person? The cantor does not do this. I'm obviously high maintenance. There's nothing right, about okay. me that suggests that I wouldn't be, okay. and I, yes. I've never and tried to hide it. from that. I like yeah. that. Embrace it. You should embrace that exactly. And then we've got rugby from South Africa, so we've got two hours different because uh, Saracens. Yeah, I, are I love the there. fact that South Africa's in Europe. Oh, we're European, not going to start European this debate. Cup. Yeah, we're we'll not going to start this too. debate. Right, moving on. 
Oh, crikey, Chris. He's, he's properly on one, hungover, Chris. We've got Bears, Leon, Dragons. There's so much rugby on TV. It's going to be lot, brilliant. Yeah. It's quite a lot. Well, Chiefs, Chiefs, Toulon, I think Chiefs... It'll be interesting to see what team we pick. They've got a chance, though. Yeah. All these sides can beat each other. Harlequins, the Harlequins is a, it, Toulon may be... There was a report that they may have broken their £9 million salary cap. Wow. So their salary cap's £9 million, then they may well have broken it. The, yeah. the Racing 92 owner threw that one out to them just the other day. So okay. I'm just going to put that there. I'm just going to leave that there. That's We've a big got, difference. That's a hell of a bomb to drop. <laughs> that's a big difference. That's um, a big difference. Quinn's, you travelling on the day? or? Yeah, going up in the morning. Okay. Yeah. And I like the fact you said you have a hang. So, are you guys allowed to drink after games? Yeah. 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 I mean, you were adults, so you can. It's you just have to be able to show up Monday well, no, and be and be able to do your job. I've so only this... known you really for about forty-five minutes. I'm not sure I'd call you a full-grown <laughs> adult yet. I mean... I, what do you mean? I told you I used to have a real job. I am definitely an adult. <laughs> well, yeah. What more do you want? Yeah. So a long, long time I pay ago. Pay bills. Long, yeah, kinda. A, lo- a long, long time <laughs> my ago. My phone bill. <laughs> I was I was at Staffordshire University. My first year of university at Staffordshire, and Penn State Uni came over on tour. And their hotel fell through and we played them and we had a game of rugby against them. We, we, we beat them and they were all going, oh, man, we've, we haven't got a hotel tonight. And I was like, guys, come back to my house. And I had Penn State Uni rugby tour, gen, triple G. I reckon we had about 45 guys stay in my two up, two down uh, student apartment. How did you get them all in? True facts. How? Bodies everywhere. I mean, you, you remember there was a Yellow Pages advert where there's a big party and people are waking up everywhere. I was stepping over bodies. That's a lot of bacon to cook in the morning. Oh, bonkers. What's, what's the Yellow Pages? Sorry, I don't know about these things that old people know about. <laughs> the Yellow Pages advert was, was where there was a di- di- ridiculous party and someone had, had written on a poster and, and they had to get the Yellow Pages to solve Yellow Pages was a book we used to have for all the adverts. I do know what Yellow Pages are. They've got Yellow Pages in America, haven't you? Yeah. Yes, there you go. That's a cultural reference that we all have. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah, I didn't know Penn, it was global. But I, but I know Penn State Canas because they absolutely went after it the whole yeah. night. Yeah. Like, wow. Yeah. Wow. What a That's nice. That's going back 25 years. God, you're old, aren't you? I am. It really is starting to get to me now. It I, get, is. I, I get nose hair and, you, and, and stuff like that. You're, really you're actually, your hair is hung over today as well. Right, this is I going absolutely exist. nowhere now. So, okay. Chris, have you got anything else to say today? I'm going to do the roundup. Um, I'm looking forward to the weekend of rugby and I'm, I'm excited for the, the European break. I think it's important for the Premiership to do that. Although, technically, I'd rather we play Premiership than Europe and, and so on and so forth. Sarah, oh, anything else for today? No, no. One final thing oh, for Gabs. no. Because the French League's starting to happen now. Are you going to start getting some games against the French? Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, I think that would be interesting certainly but I have no idea because if... at the moment the, the Premier League is the best women's league in the world isn't it really Yeah. but the French are starting to spend some money and do a bit so hopefully we'll get like a European competition and not too distant yeah they've got a, I mean they've got a good amount of cash in their women's programs now so it, more than likely I would yeah. say oh, there goes the classic so you're going to try and be a Jack Nowell in a couple of years no I don't speak French oh it's really easy language I'll teach you it's really easy oh yeah and then, and then, then it's then, not then... <laughs> no it's not okay yeah, I'm, I'm done. I've got nothing else. Day's done. Sarah, anything from you? No, the dame is done. Gary, anything from you? No, I think I'm sorted. I'd like to say thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you here on yeah. Two Locks on a Cox. Thank you. Thanks for turning out. Thanks for turning out. There is episode 18 and we're signing out. Two Locks and a Cox. From Denham's Radio X. With X Communicate, media and presentation training and team building. Develop your personal brand and learn how to promote your organisation effectively in the media with a one-day course at Radio X's studios in Exeter. Or we can come to you. We'll help you build your profile, tackle a crisis and perform to your potential. Media and presentation training and team building from X Communicate.